Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Tips for parents on keeping your cool when parenting a difficult child. Education consultant and parenting coach Joseph Dreesen says it's understandable when parents give in to anger, frustration and even depression. But he says overreacting and responding by either being authoritarian or overly permissive are not the way forward. So Joseph's here with his toolkit for breaking the cycle and starting afresh in a new way. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Catherine. So nice to talk with you. Lovely. Yes, thank you, and and welcome back. What are the situations that you've got in mind here? Uh, I've got the, the um, going back to first principles. The research shows that actually one of the greatest predictors of child well-being is actually the parent upskilling themselves and reacting uh, in a methodical and calm and sort of professional way uh, to the child difficulties and. Uh, the less the parent does that, the more they get annoyed and angry and sad and depressed, the more likely it is that the child's behavior will deteriorate. So what you have is that some parents, they do their best, but they might have a child which is more difficult than the other children, or the parent is unaware that the child is, uh, that they themselves are driving it, uh, but and they get into a cycle which gets gets worse and worse. So, for example, a typical example I get in my seminars and parent evenings is uh, where a parent says, well, you just described me, where I just got more and more angry and more and more aggressive with my child. And um, and, and I realize I've got, I've got to be the person who changes. Or it could be a parent who is actually quite depressed. There is a relationship between child's misbehavior and a parent depression because it's a cycle, the parent just feels so despondent that they can't alter this relationship or change the behavior and they feel quite depressed. Or a third thing is some parents isolate themselves because the child is misbehaving in public and and um, and, and birthday parties and they become quite isolated and they feel criticized and marginalized. So. There are downsides to having a difficult child and some parenting uh, really needs some advice on that. What we're talking about also are strong emotions in a parent and how they're yep. affecting them. Yeah. Which is always a challenge to to feel them but not to let them drive what happens. Yeah. But sometimes you can't help your feelings because they just arise. But feelings do arise from perceptions and how you frame things. And so if you think that your child ought to be perfect or, or shouldn't have this disability or shouldn't have these overreactions, then you'll be annoyed every time they do it. But if you actually see them as a child which has got neurological or, or a temperamental issue, which they themselves actually can't deal with very well, then you become much more patient. It's a bit like a child who, who says, got a busted knee, and you realize that they can't do this and can't do that. So reframing your thoughts is actually the key 
to stop your negative reactions. The also, the other thing about that is that some people believe that the child makes me angry and by venting my anger, I feel better. But really, that is very, very short-sighted. Nobody makes you angry. You, decide, you yourself decide to become angry, to feel better. But anger doesn't help like that at all. So, um, so what I'm proposing that to get out of these cycles is that the parent becomes much more deliberate, much more deliberate, and actually starts to realize, okay, things are not going so well. So what can I do? And and I just thought I'll share with you the research, which is the the steps which which successful parents do. And uh, the first one is actually to take time out and from the situation and to reflect by yourself or ideally with another adult, your partner or your wife or husband or your friend or anybody, not seeking advice, just being allowed to talk about it. And then to, to have that person become a little bit of a support person so you can go to them and say, well, it's just still not going well, you know, and we'll have lunch together, etc. But the research shows that a parent who's got outside support, um, they are in a much better position to take charge of their relationship. Part of that, of course, is that some parents should actually realize I need to go to a parenting course. And like the Incredible Years or Positive Parenting, they are really good. The research shows that, for example, parents who go to uh, Positive Parenting or uh, the um, uh, Incredible Years, that they make a major shift in their parenting insights because they're beautifully well presented uh, with great facilitators, videos, clips, uh, and you can see, wow, that is, my parenting actually is quite sort of in the dark ages in some ways, and that will help you a lot. So that's what I suggest. A, find a person to support you, and B, go to parenting courses. Then I would go down the track of let's become much more objective and professional and much more on the child's side. Now, that sounds really weird. You know, the child is really naughty, inverted commas, and difficult. But actually, most research shows that a child is difficult because they can't help it. Uh, the, the, the cognitive or emotional demands on them are outside their capacity to cope. And actually, their misbehavior is basically a cry for help. And once you understand that and sit down with them and say, well, how can I help you? Then you go onto a different path. And, and, and that deliberate path is very, very effective. And so what I propose, uh, so to summarize then, so find an outside person to help you, form a sustained relationship of where you can get some counseling or support and help or talk with your partner or etc. Go to a parenting course if you can or Google and, write bo- and read the books in the library, etc., etc. And then become quiet, reflective. And, and I've got a five or seven steps for that reflection. Let's get into them. What's the first? Well, the first thing is to to uh, to say to make actually resolution to yourself that that you are part of the problem. That is, even though it's a very difficult child, that your responses have been not quite good enough. That is not your fault. But you've got to recognize, well, let's not continue this. Let's make a change. So some people actually has to make have to make a significant moral and dare I say, spiritual or emotional commitment to saying, I'm going on a different path. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to go yelling and screaming and get emotional and nag and, and, and helicopter parent and, and, and do this and do that. I'm not going to do that. That's the first thing. Once you've made that decision, then you're going to say, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the first thing is to analyze your child, to say, now, which 
just just with, without that child and think, well, what situations are causing the problems? What what is the issue? What are the triggers for this child? And then make a list of of what are the issues and which of these are really really important. Like you might say, okay, he doesn't you know he doesn't eat broccoli and refuses no matter how many times I pinch his nose and shove it into his mouth. I'm making it up, you know. But what I'm saying that's not a major issue as long as he's eating. Um, but what about if he constantly harasses his little sister? Well, that has to change. So you make a list of, I want these things to change. And then once you've done that and you talk with that other person and say, well, shall we narrow down to some significant things? Think outside the box. What can you do differently than what you've done in the past? And the first thing I would suggest to you, that much of the misbehavior of a child is attention-seeking. And the first thing, I've talked about this before, is to actually start making a list of positives about the child and start noting them and start giving the child positive proactive attention. That's the first thing you do. It's like shoring up a house, which is a faulty foundations. So you give them attention and you don't use too much emotion. You say, well, just let's hang out together or let's play a game together or I'll, I'll read a book while you do this or let's TV, let's watch for TV or go for a walk or talk out for lunch. It's just, I'm just hanging out, you know. And the second thing is start looking at the good things because the research shows that some parents become so gun-shy for the bad things, they've stopped actually noticing the good things. And you start making a list. And some parents are very surprised when I ask them, what is good about your child? And it's a long hesitation, which is quite sad. You know, wow. And then they say, oh, well, you know, actually he's very friendly and, and, and he's a great communicator. And, and they make, the list gets longer and longer. And the reason is that their negative behavior of the child has crowded out the positive vision. And the child is in a cycle of being constantly criticized. And so you start saying, and then you start saying it. You make a little habit for yourself, a little checklist at the end of the day. Have I said at least four or five nice things to my child? And un unemotionally, uh, emotions often don't do it. It's just the fact that I like the way you did this and thank you for helping me there and, and you you made a big improvement. It's good. Keep it up. So that that you're reorientating that. Then, yeah? No, no, no. Can I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Then I would suggest something quite radical and that is you want to stop saying anything negative. You can reframe all negatives to positives. Like you can say, you know, you're teasing your child, your, your sister again, or, or, you know, you didn't do your homework. You could also say, I noticed that, you know, you got your homework books out. That was a great, that's, that's an improvement. She will make another little improvement. You can also say, I don't like what's happening to you and your sister. You can be so kind so often. So let's see if we can do that a bit more often. And then when, he, when that all blows up, you say, well, that was a bit of a blip in the plan, wasn't it? You know, we try to be a little better. And so you try and put the child into a positive frame of mind. And some children, they need a lot of this. Some children, because of their inadequate neurology or their problems, they get so much negative feedback, their self-image has changed. And they call themselves, they see themselves as bad. And when you start saying, when the adults start saying, no, you're not. You're a good person. It's just making a few little errors. You minimize your language in the negatives and you accentuate where well, you're growing. You're doing your best. You, you, you've made a little mistake. Let's do it again. So that's, just, that's an, the second foundation is to reorientate the child to you're growing up. You're finding it a bit difficult, and, 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 but it's not too bad. Then the next thing is to start talking to the child as I'm on your side.
I know, I know what you've done is not so good, but I'm on your side, and so how can I help you? And can we reflect together what makes it worse for you? And it's very interesting when you talk to a child very calmly and say, how can I help you? Then all of a sudden, uh, the child sees themselves not being attacked by the adult, but in fact supported by the adult, and that changes their orientation. And they might they might say, well, you know, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't be in, say, let's pretend, maybe I shouldn't be in the same room as my sister <laughs> before dinner when we're both hungry. It just doesn't work. And you say, well, why don't we just, why don't we just separate you then? You know, you live and have, have a time in your separate bedrooms and I'll talk to your sister and organize that. That is, you try and find out in a collaborative way, how can I help you? I'm on your side. I'm your loving parent. And then what I suggest is that you coach that child better strategies, your better strategies, how to do this, how to do that. And, and, and you keep on coaching them. You say, well, let's pretend we had an agreement that you would not sit in, your, sit in the same living room as your sister. And so let's keep on doing that. And so remember when you come home after, after school, et cetera, et cetera, would you mind just going to your room and read your book there or play with your games there, but not in the living room, et cetera. So you keep on coaching the agreed strategies that will gradually work and then finally what I suggest to you um, uh, to the parents is that you want to not do the reflexing punishments too much what the research shows that a lot of parents they just habitually punish habitually punish and and the child just becomes gun shy but in fact you should do then in that case you should say well I want you to make it up what you've done wrong and so I, I'm going to ask you just to have a think about it, come back tomorrow morning and tell me what can you do to make it up? What chore can you do? What effort can you make? It's not saying sorry, it's doing something. And that, and that, that strategy works. So I call it the five uh, steps of healing, the, the, the five steps of, of healing a child's uh, sort of m malfunctioning behavior, and that is to stop the behavior, to stay calm, to reflect together and say, how can we as a team work together to help you, to coach a child better, and then uh, to ask the child to make it up. Now, that is a, a, a world apart from an angry, aggressive, depressed parent not knowing how to deal with the child. You need to keep reinforcing this. It won't be linear progress. And, no. And, yeah. No. Totally. You're totally right, Catherine. In fact, what you should see it as landing a plane in Wellington Airport. Like when you, when you, when the pilot is landing the plane in Wellington Airport, it dances around, it bumps, it's not going, it's going up and down, and it seems it seems quite a horrendous experience. But actually, the pilot is just on a glide path down. So if you picture a glide path where the child gradually gets a little bit better, less intense, less problematic, further apart, and gradually you're landing that plane, and so you might say, well, you know. And you've got to ask yourself, is the child improving? If they're improving, I'm doing well. It's going well. Okay, there'll be relapses. Relapses are inevitable. It's a gradual process. You do still use some things like a withdrawal of privileges or time out if they're needed. Yeah, they should. But yeah, as they're you needed. Can, as they need it, but I would say without emotions, and I would, I would be quite um, reflective with the child and say, well, Let's talk about what happens when you when they're calm, you know, and what shall we do when you make a mistake, and um, and you know you're a bit grumpy, etc., etc. What what should we do? You know, what do you think? Uh, 
Shall we, and shall we, here's a list of privileges, shall we take some of the way, or would, can you choose three, or shall I choose three? And so you play a game where the child actually collaborates with you, and some children, most children, when they come, are very rational. They say, well, you know, and you've got to say, there are rules, they've got to be fair. You know, I've got to treat you the same as your sister or your brother. And so, you know, just like in society, I can't break the law, and nor can you. And so how can we do that? And then... Often a withdrawal of privileges, make it short and brief, and, and make it, but don't add a layer of disapproval. Just say, oh, well, you made a mistake, and this is how we make it up. So, you know, you can't if you're putting tonight, or, you know, you're not allowed to play with your iPad for the evening. And then you say something positive. Say, I think you're taking this very well. You're very mature. And uh, and so, and tomorrow we'll start again. And so you do that on a, on a systematic basis, but not reflexively. You're bad. I'm taking, we're drawing this privilege, and then there's a cycle of anger and aggression. That That's not the way to do it. Okay, two similar questions that I'll give you um, yep. at, at once. Uh, this email, absolutely useful info for parents, but how do we get the same message to teachers and principals? The message, my difficult child was getting every day at school was you are naughty, nothing to do with his neurological condition. Uh, second, could Joseph advise on how to get others on board with this approach, e.g. older siblings that also have a negative attitude to a naughty child? Um, teachers and, and like well, I spend my whole life teaching teachers, and so I, we do a lot of coaching, and there's a lot of, uh, a, a, a huge uh, sea change in the school uh, about, um, uh, about uh, these practices, but on the other hand, a teacher teaching 30 children and one child is chronically misbehaving after a while it becomes very wearisome and it's hard for them to kind of not become negative um, I think the best thing is to talk with the teacher and 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 sympathize with them and say it must be really hard and how can I help you as a parent and I would as a parent actually say well can I help you um, if you want to keep my child in after school I'm only too happy to support you in that and uh, and so the teacher must feel supported by you rather than attacked uh, and then you can actually say, do you realize that, you know, let's pretend he's got ADHD, you can print out the checklist of, of, of ADD and ADHD. And do you realize that neurologically he's just, I know, it's not it's not easy for him, not easy for you, not easy for me, but shall we work as a team and gain that sympathy and empathy? That's, that's my first step. For your, for your family, you need to do the same thing. Um, for your siblings, as a parent, you've got to say, well, we, as a team here, you've got to have a meeting with them. And you say, as a team, uh, we've got one of our brothers and sisters who is difficult. How can we as a team help each other um, to, to kind of survive and do better? And, and, and again, you, you allow them to vent their feelings, you know, their anger and annoyance, etc. And you say, you can ask them, how do you think I can do better as a parent? But then say, can we manage them better as a team? Can we brainstorm some strategies we can teach him or her uh, to help them to cope with their difficulties? And you'll be amazed when you do that, when you co-opt the family or the children, um, how positive that can be. On Thank the other hand, mm. sometimes you just have to put be quite, um, in a sense, be the kind of authoritative parent and saying, in this family, we care for one another, and just because your your brother is difficult, I don't want you to tease him or angry or put him down, and, and let's move away from that. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 